Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The lights are out. Sure, he gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. 8.8. Shot clock turned off. Warriors lead by 12 with the break. Looking to go 5-1. Draymond takes a handoff. Driving the end. Left hand layup. Up and good with 5.5 to go. Draymond with 14 pacing the Warriors. All right. Back inside Chase Center. John Dickinson with you here. Warriors wrap up on 95-7. The game. You hear the call there. Tim Roy on the call as Draymond Green with a big hoop, and it was a fast start in this one for Draymond Green as the Warriors win it 103-82. to The game wasn't really that close. Uh, Warriors led by as many as 31. They never trailed in what wound up being essentially the quintessential bounce-back game off of a loss. We talked about it on Warriors Live before the ball game when Whitey Gleason joined me, and it essentially was hey, Oklahoma City's coming in, you're coming off a loss, you, you get right. Perfect opponent in here to get the job done, and that's exactly what the Warriors did, 28-20 at the end of the first quarter. Draymond Green, I thought, set the tone. Aggressive, bringing the intensity, looking to score. Uh, Draymond Green, 11 points and four boards in the first quarter, uh, and the Warriors would effectively put this game on cruise control in the third quarter. They lead uh, by 11 at the half. It was 55-44, to 44, and then uh, a big run early third quarter as the Warriors kind of stopped messing around a, a little bit offensively. Stephen Curry had a, a flurry where he knocked down uh, a couple of three-pointers. All of a sudden, the Warriors are up 21, and uh, this winds up being a game where it's another one where Stephen Curry fails to score in the fourth quarter, but he fails to score in the fourth quarter for good reason because he didn't need to play in the fourth quarter tonight uh, as he goes for 20 in 27 minutes. None of the starters are needed in the fourth quarter, and we wind up getting to see a little bit of Jonathan Kaminga over the final six minutes of this one as the Warriors get the job done tonight. 103 to 82 over the Oklahoma City Thunder. 888 957 9570 888 957 
888-900-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program. You can give me a call. You can shoot me a text. I'll be with you here uh, over the course of the next hour on 95.7 The Game as the Warriors improve to 5-1 and one on the season. And looking around at the NBA scores tonight, that puts the Warriors tied now for the best record in the NBA because there is no longer uh, any undefeated teams in the NBA. The Utah Jazz were defeated by the Chicago Bulls in Chicago 107 to 99 earlier. So now you look at the Warriors as they improve to 5 and 1. Utah dips to 4 and 1 with their first loss of the season and the Warriors have the best record in the Western Conference all alone sitting atop number 1 at 5 and 1 and then you look at uh, the Eastern Conference there are four five and one teams in the Eastern Conference led currently by the Knicks. Then you go Wizards, Bulls, and Heat. Uh, but the Warriors get a little bit of rest tonight in the fourth quarter and now go into this stretch where they have the next three days off, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, an opportunity to get uh, a day off and a couple of really good practices before the final six games of this homestand roll forward uh, when the Warriors are, are next back in action on Wednesday they'll take on the Charlotte Hornets and then you move forward after that they'll play uh, against the Pelicans and then the Rockets are in town uh, before the Hawks Timberwolves and Bulls Warriors not set to play a, a road game until November the 14th so that's two weeks from tomorrow November the 14th uh, the next time that the Warriors are going to play a road game six more at Chase and uh, again what to me was just the perfect bounce back kind of performance curing a, a lot of the things that ailed this Warriors basketball team on Thursday night as they took their first loss of the season uh, at home in this building to the Memphis Grizzlies uh, turnovers an issue in that ball game turnovers not really an issue tonight the Warriors finished with with 16 but a handful of those were in that fourth quarter, uh, essentially after the game was decided, looking at the stat sheet, Warriors with just nine turnovers through three quarters tonight. So nine turnovers through three quarters. They had seven turnovers in the fourth quarter, uh, which was uh, effectively mop-up time, uh, the only period of this game that the Thunder were able to beat out the Warriors with the, all of the bench players going uh, in that fourth quarter. Thunder outscored the Dubs 24-21, to uh, but the Warriors again would lead by as many as 31 and lead this game from the tip uh, until the finish as they win it uh, 103-82. 888 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game. John Dickinson uh, here with you on a Saturday night as the Warriors uh, are now 5-1. A uh, couple of things, uh, other just general takeaways uh, from this game. Uh, mentioned the high energy, high effort. Andrew Wiggins, uh, 4 of 5 from three-point range in this one, and the Warriors needed those three-pointers, some timely threes at, at, at points where the Warriors could could push or, or keep uh, extending their lead in this one as it kind of lingered for much of the first half right around that 10 uh, to 12-point uh, margin. So n nice night for Wiggins. Uh, another night where Stephen Curry got uh, a little bit more rest even in the first quarter. Chris Chioza uh, got out on the floor 
uh, and, and wound up playing 16 minutes here as they, and then Steve Kerr has discussed this, want to give uh, Steph a, a little bit more of an opportunity to, to get some rest. Uh, Otto Porter Jr. came in, knocked down a couple of uh, three-pointers in this one. He finished uh, w- with 10 points, and it was an opportunity with no Damian Lee and, and very little Juan Toscano Anderson until it got into mop-up duty uh, for uh, Moses Moody to get out there, Gary Payton the second uh, to get out there, and I thought uh, Anthony Slater of the Athletic had had one of the great notes of the night uh, as, as you look at at the way that Gary Payton the second has been deployed by Steve Kerr. He had the note uh, in this one that three different times, three different times in, in the first six games of the season, Steve Kerr has put. Gary Payton the second in for a final defensive possession of a quarter and all three times Gary Payton the second came up with a steal all three times that it's happened and and he detailed uh tonight uh, at the end of the third quarter Payton was able to to come up with a steal and then uh, a long half court heave uh toward the buzzer you go back to the third quarter in L.A. on opening night, he was able to force a turnover with Russell Westbrook trying to get something done. And in Sacramento, right before the half in a game uh, that was a close game at that juncture, uh, Peyton was able to to force uh, a steal as well uh, on a bad Tyrese Halliburton pass. So uh, just another example, I, I think, of just the depth and the different types of skill sets that, that Steve Kirk can kind of mix and match uh, on a night-in, night-out basis that, that really uh, – it, it just shows that the talent level on this team uh, just much greater th- than it was uh, a year ago and just much more uh, you know, different types of weapons that, that Steve Kerr has uh, at his disposal. 888-957-9570, great night for the Warriors' defense in this one. Draymond Green setting the tone on that end, but also setting the tone in terms of scoring the basketball near triple-double for Draymond Green in the 25 minutes. Mentioned the 11 points in the first quarter. He finished with 14, 11 boards, 8 assists, and when, when Draymond is attacking, uh, we, we always talk about if he can get, hell, eight points as opposed to two, but when he gets in double digits uh, so often, uh, especially when he's setting the tone on the defensive end, uh, it, it, it just it, it really is infectious, and this Warriors team becomes much more difficult to beat when, when he's able to join the party and, and, and score the basketball at that tune. Kind of balanced attack off of Curry. Uh, he had 20, but then Poole with 14, Wiggins and Draymond 14 each. Otto Porter mentioned his 10 uh, off the Warriors bench in this one, but it was a night where uh, against this OKC team, the defense is really uh, what you need uh, as the Thunder failed to score more than 24 points in any of the four quarters. They had a 20-point first quarter. You look at a 14-point third quarter. So uh, essentially with with the, the prime subs, And with the starters uh, in the game, those first and and third quarters, the Warriors, uh, they really put it on the Thunder in those stretches. And and the third quarter really told the story. But if you add it up, 55 to 34, 55 to 34, 34 points for the Thunder as they 
uh, wind up uh, getting D'd up by the Warriors, and Draymond Green had uh, a lot to do with that. All right, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors. Uh, we'll take your thoughts on this one, some text to get to, your phone calls at 888-957-9570. What did you think of Jonathan Kaminga's debut? Uh, it was it, it was a, it was about what you would have expected, uh, I, I think, from Kaminga, a guy that hadn't played much uh, over the course of the last three weeks, had been cleared and, and healthy to get out there. It'll be interesting to see what the plan is going to be for Jonathan Kaminga uh, moving forward. But uh, I, I expected uh, a raw output from him, one of four uh, for Kaminga, a couple of turnovers, hit the side of the board on the pull-up jumper, airballed a three, uh, and then knocked down a three. Looked very comfortable on the on the pass from Juan Toscano Anderson and knocked down his first uh, NBA bucket uh, off that pass from JTA. He finishes with the three points, but uh, just just the ability to get out there and run around a little bit, try and feel how close or far away you are in terms of your conditioning, and and get get some of the firsts out of the way. The first run, the first bucket, the first turnover, the first air ball, uh, you know, all, all of those things. Uh, you know, picked up a couple of personal fouls as well in, in those six minutes. And tonight, the perfect night uh, for Kaminga to get out there and, and work through some of the kinks on a night where it's really not going to uh, impact much. All right, let, let's go ahead and hear from Steve Kerr as he addressed the media inside Chase Center, the Bill King interview room, uh, after this one as the Warriors get the job done over the Thunder. Steve, did you feel like this was a pretty straightforward taking care of business game? Yeah, which we needed. You know, we uh, after last game, all the turnovers, all the mistakes, we just needed to have a solid outing, and we did. Our spacing was so much better tonight. We we didn't uh, crowd the paint on on our drives, and uh, you know, made a lot of threes. Twenty one of them. Um, the offense clicked. The defense was really uh, really rock solid. So it was a really good win. And you got some minutes for your rookies. What did you think of Moody and Kaminga? Well, it was, it was just fun to see them out there, you know, fun to, to uh, give Jonathan the game game ball, you know, for his first NBA hoop. And, uh, you know, he, he's uh, he was obviously a little, little rusty, a little nervous out there, as you'd expect. But um, he's he has not practiced with our team for the last three weeks for the most part. Um so he's he's kind of starting over, starting from scratch, and uh, so he's he's a little behind, but that's to be expected given the circumstances. Um, and then you know Moses uh, uh, is uh, as I said earlier, you know one of those guys kind of beyond his years maturity wise. He just uh, seems to have a good feel for the game and um, an advanced. Uh, basketball mind and um, I think he's he's already proven in the early going that we can play him in the in the meat of a game and and he can help us uh, win so so it's fun watching these young guys grow for sure. Steve I know turnovers have, have been a focus of yours in recent days and and the guys took care of the ball and did you did you like that and even when yeah. you had mixing and matching different rotations seemed like it was it was a cleaner game. Yeah, much cleaner. Um, yeah, I mean, we had uh, we had a few down the stretch that made the number uh, on the stat sheet not look as good, but it was a it was a very good night in terms of making solid decisions, taking care of the ball, and getting getting shots up. You know, we ended up with uh, a lot of good possessions, just 
keeping it simple. What did you notice about Draymond's aggressiveness, especially to start the game? Well, Draymond was so happy that Michigan State beat Michigan today that uh, he came out firing. We kind of all uh, knew it. Uh, he was in full green and white at our walkthrough. Michigan State socks, shoes, uh, sweatshirt, uh, gloating, especially to uh, Jordan Poole. And uh, so he was in a, a great mood today um, coming to the game. And I was pulling hard for Michigan State for that very reason. So uh, I knew Jordan would be would be fine either way, but Draymond was going to be uh, much better tonight if the Spartans won. So uh, just a great, great night for Draymond. I think he's been just amazing um, through six games every night, just bringing the en energy, the intensity at both ends. Uh, this is uh, this is the Draymond who uh, will uh, will be in the Hall of Fame someday, and the guy who's won rings and many All Star appearances and Defensive Player of the Year, all that. He's uh, right now. I think he's this is this is the guy who we've we've known and loved for many years. So he's playing great. Steve, it seems that when he's aggressive like that, and again, it, you know, he wasn't being selfish, but he was basically taking what they were giving him, um, that it opens things up a little bit more for your offense. I mean, what what are the benefits when, when Draymond is willing to take what they give him? Yeah, it it, uh, it forces teams to uh, to to adapt and, and respond to him when he's driving hard to the rim, when he's trying to score. Uh, you saw that dunk attempt uh, when he got fouled. Uh, you know, he knocked down the three from the corner. Um, the aggression just um, balances our offense out quite a bit. The numbers certainly look good. What did you think of what you guys did on defense tonight? Yeah, the uh, the defense was excellent. Um, you know, this is a, a team with a, a dynamic young backcourt. You know, Giddy and, and uh, Shea are, are really tough, and they had a they both had great nights against the Lakers a couple nights ago when they when they beat um, L.A. So um, we were on edge and ready for them because we knew what they were capable of uh, after we saw them, you know, a couple games ago and then what we saw they did to the Lakers. So good effort defensively. Um, guys played hard and uh, played a lot of zone in the first half and mixed it up. It was, uh, it was a good good overall effort. With Kaminga, you know, you mentioned his rust. Uh, would you expect to, to get him in the G League soon and, and get him a lot of minutes? Uh, I got to talk to uh, Bob about that. You know, this is uh, – he just w became available today. So we'll have those conversations in the next couple of days. He needs some practices with us too. You know, we need to – he needs to feel what, uh, you know, Monday and Tuesday's uh, practices would feel like. Um, and he also needs to play minutes, so we'll uh, we'll see how it all comes out. This is kind of a specialist question, but you've putting Gary Payton in the game at the end of a quarter now three times this season. He's gotten three steals. Yeah. Um, how I mean, like, how much of a mini weapon is that in a game where I mean he's clearly can be super disruptive one possession at a time. Yeah, I mean he's just a great weapon to have, you know, uh, defensively especially, but he's also hitting his threes this year. Um, so he's worked hard on his shot dynamic defensively, um, ready every single night, always cheering everybody on. You know, he's a, a guy who he can play 20 minutes or, or, or zero, and he's still got the same energy, the same life. Um, he's uh, just a, a great guy to have on the team, great teammate.
last one from me. Uh, you, you don't have Kenny on the bench with you right now. How does that just kind of impact, uh, you know, throughout the game? Yeah, we're going to see what we can do um, in terms of um, he, he won't be able to be on the front of the bench for a while because his leg will be uh, immobilized. So um, we've got to see what we can do, how we can get his thoughts um, during the game, because I really value his opinion. He's got a great uh, viewpoint on, on the games. He's kind of an outside the box thinker. I really like getting his thoughts throughout the game. So we're going to have to figure something out here over the next few weeks. What is Kenny's injury? What's this? How did he hurt just, his leg? Just, just an injured leg. Yeah. I'm, okay. We're not going to go any further than that. Just he injured his leg uh, playing. Sure. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. He he works with Kuminga a lot. And when he works, he is running. Up yeah, yeah. Yeah, floor. Kenny's very active. Um, do you think Kuminga will will miss working with Kenny or, or what's the plan for the continuing development there? Yeah, we, we have, uh, you know, we have a big development team in place and, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll make the necessary adjustments. All right, so Steve Kerr uh, discussing a, a lot of different topics as the Warriors win tonight, 103-82 to over the Thunder to improve to 5-1. and 21 threes for the Warriors tonight, 21 for 52. So the Warriors get 50 three-point attempts up. They knock down a little over 40%. That's going to be a winning formula anytime you can get it, uh, let alone uh, on a night where you hold the opponent under 36% shooting and uh, eight for 39 were the Thunder from three-point range in this one. Uh, mentioned the Warriors' 5-1 and one start. Uh, Warriors 5-1 and one the last time they went 5-1 and one to start a season. Well, it was a, it was a very good season. It was three years ago, the 2018-2019 season. Uh, feels like that was about a, a decade ago, uh, but only three years ago. Uh, and the Warriors uh, back with Steph and Clay and Draymond Green and, and Kevin Durant and that whole crew uh, with DeMarcus Cousins waiting uh, at some point on that team in January to to come out of the, the, the wings and, and, and play and be a part of things. Uh, that the last time that the Warriors were 5-1 and one to start a season. The Warriors uh, also 31-10 and 10 in October uh, if you go all the way back to uh, 2010. The Warriors a 31-10 and 10 record in the month of October as they close out play here in, in the month of October. And the Warriors also with the easily their largest margin of victory tonight as they win by 21, led by 31, but win by 21 as that uh, eclipses uh, the largest uh, margin that the Warriors had won a game uh, in these first six. Uh, they won by 12 at Sacramento uh, last Sunday night. Tonight, they uh, nearly doubled that winning and beating the Thunder by 21. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Uh, we'll pause here. We'll come back. Uh, still time to sneak in some phone calls, also some text messages to get to. Uh, we will do that, and we will also hear from Draymond Green, uh, man of the hour, tonight for the Warriors as uh, they win this one over the Thunder, 103-82. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Ball to Kaminga on the right way. Beats Chioza. Back to Toscano Anderson. Behind the back to Kaminga. Open three. Got it. There it is. His first NBA bucket with 2.18 to go in the contest. And the crowd roars their approval. Always a special moment. Get that first NBA bucket. He'll get the, the ball after the game. Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. All right, John Dickinson back with you inside Chase Center. Warriors 103, Thunder 82. Tim Roy on the call there. First NBA bucket for Jonathan Kaminga in his first uh, NBA action. The three points, he had a steal, was one for four shooting. And, and Tim Roy alluded to uh, what Steve Kerr mentioned in his postgame press conference. We played before the top of the hour. Jonathan Kaminga indeed getting a game ball for uh, his first NBA action and first NBA points more specifically. Uh, and so Kaminga now uh, can move forward. I know Steve Kerr addressed uh, the need for more practice time with the Golden State Warriors before maybe a decision is made to send him down to the Santa Cruz Warriors. Moses Moody tonight, 20 minutes after last night uh, playing for Santa Cruz, he scored 17 points in, in the Santa Cruz Warriors preseason affair last night, came back up, was was ready to roll. I think uh, Jonathan Kaminga probably going to log some time down there in the very near future to, to just get minutes to play. 
uh, to to get a, a feel for for running up and down and and, and being in a, a regular rotation because that's not going to be something uh, that, where he's going to find himself in that kind of position with the Warriors. But I, I did find it interesting that Steve Kerr mentioned the need for Kaminga to wind up uh, playing uh, and having a, a couple of practices. I would imagine the Warriors take tomorrow off and then they'll have a couple of really good practices, probably a really uh, strenuous practice on Monday, and then maybe a lighter practice on Tuesday, start to gear up for, for Charlotte, shoot around uh, inside Chase Center on Wednesday morning, and, and then the Warriors take on uh, the Hornets, and then they'll get back into that every other day kind of mode where they'll take on the Hornets, and then the Pelicans are here, the Rockets on Sunday. Then the games start coming uh, a little bit more uh compacted together the Hawks in a second of a back-to-back a week from Monday uh, the Timberwolves and the Bulls to close out uh, the homestand uh, as the Warriors improve to one and one on the homestand two and one overall now inside Chase Center and the Warriors uh, are five and one on the season mentioned it to open the show the Warriors now uh, one of five teams that sit at five and one and the dubs the best record in the western conference uh, at five and one with the jazz lost to the bulls bulls one of those teams in the eastern conference there are four of them that also have five and one records at this point the knicks the wizards miami joining chicago and of course the warriors over in the western conference uh, with the five and one record only part i quibble with a little bit tonight uh, as far as the ball game set out, and, and this was something we discussed on Warriors Live before the game a little bit. I, I do go back to Thursday uh, and Steve Kerr's decision to wait uh, on putting Stephen Curry back into the game uh, and not put him back into the game with it tied just under seven minutes to go. He, he sends him to the table uh, about a minute later, another 90 seconds, because there wasn't a stoppage. And I, I just was thinking at the time, I understand Steve Kerr doesn't want to push Curry and 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 just and further his minutes and get in a, a habit of stretching Curry out anytime you need uh, and, and feel the need almost in some ways out of s- some desperation because some other things maybe aren't going well to put him out there. I understand where he's coming from. He's explained it many times. But one prevailing thought from Thursday that I kept coming back to tonight was you could almost see tonight was going to be a night where Steph wasn't going to have to play a lot. And the joke before the ball game was with respect to Steph not scoring in the fourth quarter of the last three games in Sacramento and, and OKC and the ball game against Memphis that the Warriors dropped here on, on Thursday. And the joke before the game from Steve Kerr was, well, I'll bet you that doesn't happen again tonight. And, and my initial thought was, well, I think it might, and it might tonight because the Warriors have such a big lead that Stephen Curry doesn't play in the fourth quarter, and that's exactly what happened. So bringing it back to Thursday, almost just hindsight being greedy, wanting to try and maximize every win you could possibly get, uh, I just think of would it have been the worst thing in the world if you had extended Steph another minute or two, maybe you wind up not going to overtime in that game against Memphis the other night. And then you know 
looking ahead, and I know coaches don't do this. This is a media thing. This is a fan thing. But looking ahead, you could almost project, hey, yeah, you might play him an extra minute or two against Memphis, but you bank that win. Then OKC's coming in. He's not going to maybe have to play the fourth quarter of that game. And then you've got three days off after this game before the next game. It, it almost, and I was thinking of this in the moment, but even more so in hindsight, you go back and you think, man, maybe that would have been an opportunity, even though they had been pushing Steph uh, probably a little bit more than they wanted to uh, over the, the games that led up to Thursday. And that's why they tried to dial it back. It, it backfired there because the game went to overtime. So not only did Steph wind up playing, uh, you know, he, he he didn't play the, the, the two and a half minutes that he could have, but he wound up playing five more because the game went into overtime. But I just kept thinking, and I know you can never plan for a blowout, but man, if you figure that uh, you were going to have a good shot at maybe getting a blowout tonight, couple of extra minutes Thursday, the 27 the night sitting in the fourth quarter, and then nothing Sunday, a practice Monday and Tuesday with no other game essentially for 72 hours uh, after this one ends. And I, I just think back on it, and, and I think that was maybe still uh, an opportunity missed. But uh, ever forward, uh, as they say, the Warriors pushing forward now uh, with the record of five and one, and uh, look, some some winnable games still remaining uh, on this homestand uh, for the Golden State Warriors, and a, and an opportunity for them to to continue to get off to uh, a, a very very hot start. We're going to hear from Draymond Green coming up here eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero as it is Warriors wrap up uh, on ninety five seven the game. John Dickinson inside Chase Center where the Warriors uh, win uh, as they get the job done against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, the Warriors, uh, as we mentioned now, 5-1 and one, uh, on the season, and it was a wire-to-wire -wire win. It was a win where the defense set the tone. Uh, the ball was moving. Uh, a 30-assist night for the Warriors. Uh, they knocked down 21 of 52 uh, from three-point range, just over Forty uh, percent in this ball game tonight, uh, and and the Warriors uh, now uh, find themselves just a perfect opponent, perfect night, uh, nice, effective, quick work made of uh, a team that that I think when it's all said and done, uh, I, we're going to be looking at we're going to be looking at the the Thunder, probably the worst team in the Western Conference, if not the worst team. Uh, in the NBA. Uh, a couple of teams maybe in the Eastern Conference that could find themselves in the conversation. There's always one team. I, I, I say this every year. There's always one team that thinks they're going to be decent or thinks maybe they can they can make a little bit of a push that nobody expected. Two years ago was the Warriors, right? Like the Warriors thought they oh definitely a seven or an eight seed. Uh, and this was even without Clay Thompson. And then Steph goes down and immediately – they turned into the worst team in the NBA. The, the, the worst team in the NBA often is a surprise team that goes into the year thinking they have expectations. That's not uh, where uh, this Oklahoma City team is by any stretch. But but I, I think you know, the Pelicans may be the early outlier as team that thought maybe they could be halfway decent that winds up uh, in, in that mix. 
uh, with with maybe the worst record uh, in, in the Western Conference or, or the league. But I, I think the Thunder, some young pieces that uh, will get better, and, and I think they're hoping they hit on a number of their draft picks uh, at, at some point. Uh, and uh, I, I think that they're hoping they can make some kind of a big trade um, at some point and, and you know, either do what they did, really a combination of the two. Hit on the draft picks, try to recreate what they had with, with the Durant and Westbrook and, and James Harden uh, uh, over a decade ago and also have the means to maybe force uh, a star to come and play uh, by giving up some of those draft picks the way that they did uh, with Paul George. And, and then if that doesn't work out, you wind up sending him uh, in uh, another uh, direction and you just continue that churn. It's really, in essence, what uh, a small market team essentially has to do and come to grips with uh, at some point uh, once once their run is over and the Thunder uh, obviously have had their run uh, and their reign. It, it really ended when Kevin Durant left to come to the Warriors back in, in 2016, but uh, they did have uh, a couple of playoff years with Westbrook and and, and Westbrook and, and Paul George and then Paul George uh, you know, before before he got uh, sent uh, to the Clippers in, in, in that blockbuster deal. So uh, you look at it and the Thunder were able to force him to come and then able to load up on a bunch of picks that they're hoping can uh, help them become uh, a team that can get back on top. But uh, it is it is ugly right now uh, in terms of wins and losses for OKC uh, as they try and look uh, toward the future. All right, uh, let's go ahead and hear from Draymond Green uh, as he met with the media postgame downstairs uh, following uh, the Warriors' victory. Draymond, 14 points, 11 boards, 8 assists, uh, and uh, set the tone for the dubs in this one. Here's Dre. Which might be uh, joking a little bit. He said that you were you were decked out in green and white. And yeah, my underwear, Michigan State, everything, socks. Probably too much information, huh? Hey, I'm just being honest. Everything. It's a great, great win. They gave all they had too. They couldn't. They could not have played a better game and lost. That's tough. Hey, little brother. It's been all downhill since Mike Hart said that. It's been downhill from there. Hey, it is what it is. Go green. You bring energy intensity every night anyway, but do you feed off something like that? I mean, does that get you going? For Absolutely. You, know, you just feel good coming into the – it was a 9 a.m. our time. Start the day like that, you just feel good the rest of the day. So definitely feed off some of that energy. Raymond, are you able to feel defenses change when you attack the grammar like that? Yeah. You kind of see them reeling to figure out what to do. I, I noticed that quite a bit when when I am attacking the rim defense trying to figure out what to do, whether to play the pass. So, yeah, I just got to make sure I continue to do that. The, the numbers certainly look good. Uh, what do you think of the of your team defense tonight? I thought our team defense was great. We were very disciplined. I thought we didn't give up back cuts. Uh, in that first game against OKC a few days ago, we, we probably gave up seven or eight back cuts. And, you know, that was something that we wanted to take away. I thought we did a very good job of that. I still think we could cut down on some of the fouls. We were you know, a couple of times we got in the penalty with five to zero uh, on the foul. So I think we could have cut back on some of that. But overall, I thought our defense was incredible. Got to continue to build on that. Can I also say how, how satisfying it's been to 
watch the game of basketball without all those calls. I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to curse in interviews, right? Can I say how satisfying it is to watch the game without all those terrible calls um, that, you know, guys cheating the game and grabbing guys and getting a foul? I've been really enjoying watching basketball this year. I kind of had stopped watching the NBA a bit because it was just too too much flailing and flopping and guys cheating the game and get free throws. Uh, so I thought it's been great, you know, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention that because I think that's been fantastic. When you look at it, people are starting to show some of the calls where like, no, that is a foul. And the reality is I think it was so far left and now the, the refs are adjusting to not making those calls, but I think they've been incredible and the game is flowing better. And, and I think you're seeing much better basketball. You're not seeing 147 to 139. You know, uh, it's been great to see, especially coming from people where they weren't calling that and you kind of have an appreciation for that to, you know, hear, see while I was over there, the league say, oh man, we're changing that and actually stick to it and be doing that. It's incredible. So kudos to the league and the referees. It's been great basketball to watch and I think it's great for our game. It definitely shows up watching, observing it. Can you feel it on the court? Can you sense it? You can 100% feel it um, because you don't you don't have guys just doing the, the garbage to try to draw fouls anymore. You know, I think this game was turning into who can draw the most fouls, you know, and nobody want to watch that. And you definitely don't want to play in the game like that. So you can feel the difference out there for sure. Uh, it's just more pure basketball. And that's that's great for our game. Since we didn't talk to you the other night, that when Morant came up at midcourt, and you, uh, how did that play happen? I mean, you, was it just an unfortunate collision there? Oh, well, I was going to follow them to stop their break. Okay. Uh, anyway, and I, I just felt his face, like his face hit my head. Oh, it did? And, okay. Yeah. You know, Jai's a pretty small guy, you know, so just try to, just try to hold him up and not let him go down because his knees was kind of behind him. Thank you. Just try to hold him up, but. He fast, yeah. super fast. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for rewinding to that. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> it's all good. Following up on the the foul stuff, what as a fan of the game, as somebody who's lived it, because it's been going on now for years, what do you think finally triggered the rule change? I think there's been a lot. It, it kind of went left. You know, it's been going on for a while, but every year it's gradually, it, it starts to gradually get worse and worse. And, Last year, I think it really reared its ugly head. You know, you, you start to see playoff games altered by guys cheating the game, and that's that's garbage. So I think watching that changed it. I think also watching the Olympics helped spearhead it as well. The way the game has been officiated up to this year, for you as a guy who focuses on defense a lot, does it, make, does it get in your head that, you know, certain things you can't do because of these things? I mean, how does it play games with your head? Oh, you did because you can't. I mean, listen, guys are talented enough. If you can't put a hand on a guy and you're going to get hooked and, and get a foul call, it's just impossible. Like, guys are fast, strong, athletic, crafty. You have to be able to touch someone a little bit. As a defender, it feels great to know that you're kind of getting back to a level playing field. Monty kind of touched on what I was going to ask you. I mean, are, are you calmer out there because you can play your style? Um, maybe knowing that, Things have evened out a little bit. It helps, yeah. but I don't think it's really made me more calm. I think just being <laughs> aware and, okay. and conscious of my emotions has made me more calm. What do you think is 
next after this rule shift, which clearly is helping the game get smoother? What would you like to see change <coughs> the most next on the list? They never slapped the ball off the rim. I thought that <laughs> I thought that was great. And I've almost done it like three or four times this year. So I think that'll add to the game. So let's push for that one next. Draymond, do you ever think back to James Harden going 24 for 24 from the line one game? Just an absurd amount of, of, of how some players have made that a part of their, their scoring. Oh, for sure. James one of the best at it. Um, you know, driving in and, and drawing fouls, uh, drawing fouls on the three-point line. Uh, he was, he's one of the best at it. Uh, so I definitely remember those games of him going 24 for 24 from the free throw line. Like I said, when you got a guy that's shifty and the moment you touch him, they can hook and, and you call for a foul, it's, it's impossible to guard. So, I mean, you started to see a lot of guys master it, but they all learned from James for sure because he, he was the master before anybody else ever picked it up. So definitely along these same lines uh, what a lot of people think should be next to improve flow is the take foul and transition you know eliminating that euro foul to stop fast breaks it's something you do use uh, you use tonight you mentioned the morant play what do you think about that should that be legislated out uh, i'm all for it i thought it was i thought it was great in uh in the olympics as well so i'm all for it but until they change it i'm going to use it for sure but if if they do change it, you got no complaints from me. Hey, what's up, Dre? Um, obviously, Clay is a big part of the team, and, and you guys are going to need him down the stretch. But without Clay Thompson, how good do you think this team is? I think we're a pretty good basketball team right now with a lot of room to grow. We got guys that's going to continue to get better. We'll continue to learn each other more. So I think, you know, there's still a lot of room for growth on this team. And, you know, without Clay, we could still be a pretty good team. But with Clay. You know, you're talking a whole different ball game. So we need them back. You know, coaches try a lot of these ploys. They they show films before games. Sometimes they show boxing matches before games to get guys fired up. Today, football got you going. Is that something you make a practice of doing, or is it something you do occasionally where you watch something and, and come in with a different beat, different vibe? You know, I like things to be organic. So to, today we organically, and I organically had a lot of a lot of energy. So, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not really one to go back and watch something to say, ah, it's going to get me going. That ain't it. But when Michigan State organically kicks, I organically fly around the court all night. So there you go. Organically, Michigan State be Michigan. So organically, Draymond Green had more energy and came out and put a thumping on Oklahoma City, uh, put an imprint on this game early, winds up, damn near with a triple-double in 25 minutes, 14, 11, and 8, and then goes into the post-game press conference uh, fully clad uh, in Michigan State gear from the sweater down to the socks and then the shoes. Uh, Draymond in, enjoying uh, Michigan State getting the better of Michigan and uh, he getting the better of the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, in this ball game tonight, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. The phone number uh, for a text message or a call. Do have a text from the five one zero. Rich Ray checking in. Uh, he says, "Let's face it, no one expected the Warriors to be five and one uh, contenders?" Question mark. I mean, why not? 
why not contenders at this point? We talked about it uh, on Warriors this week, this morning, uh, as Nick Friedel joined me, and pretty clear cut that some of the teams that thought they were going to be contenders in the Western Conference maybe aren't quite uh, what they were or, or, or haven't been to this point quite what they were a, a year ago. I mean, Phoenix is still trying to figure it out. Utah looks pretty good. They took their first loss tonight. The Lakers are effectively in shambles. We'll see about Denver when they get Jamal Murray back. They're kind of like the Warriors. They could be pretty good, and then they're getting an all-star caliber player back, as the Warriors will with, with Clay Thompson. So maybe they're the kind of team that, that can get – on a run and vault themselves toward the, the top of the conference. Uh, Dallas and Portland, we'll see. I'm a little leery of them. And then, uh, you, you know, the Clippers have been a mess to this point without Kawhi. I don't think that should be uh, all that surprising. Uh, but that's that's where they're at. I mean, I think they're going to be a team that's going to be right around 500 or slightly above once they figure it out with Kawhi uh, you know, out of the mix. So uh, it's interesting uh, a lot of teams that thought they were going to be near the top, uh, and they're struggling. But hell, we're not even two weeks into the season, and the Warriors at five and one, they put themselves right in that conversation now, and and they're a team that the start could get even better. And I think they believe that that they can can maximize what they have, and then oh yeah. Clay Thompson's coming back, and oh yeah, James Wiseman might play more of a role uh, once he gets healthy and, and, and gets worked back into the mix. But right now for the Warriors, so far so good in a Western Conference that looks like in a number of different areas, it's maybe not quite as good uh, as we've seen. All right, that's going to do it uh, for me in this one. Uh, thanks to Sterling Bennett uh, back in our San Francisco studios. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. Uh, I'll be back uh, on Monday at noon as I'm going to join Daryl the Guru Johnson sitting in for Matt Steinmetz. The next Warriors broadcast is going to be on Wednesday, uh, 5.30, Warriors Live. Damon Bruce and and Ray Ratto are going to have that for you uh, following their show, Warriors and the Charlotte Hornets, coming up from Chase Center on Wednesday. That'll do it. Dubs get it done tonight. They beat the Thunder. 103-82, to and you heard it right here on your home for Warriors basketball. It's 95-7 The Game. Good night. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.